everybody. This is Hop Culture. We're the Hopkins sisters, Claire, Grace, Anne, and Tess, four sisters living in different time zones, recapping our lives, giving each other unsolicited advice, and hopefully giving you a laugh in the process. Who knows, if you stick around, we might even touch on something substantial along the way. Hi, everyone. Hey. Hey. Thank you so much for tuning into Hop Culture. I have been toying with the idea of a Survivor-themed episode for a while. And at the time of this episode airing, it will be my birthday, September 24th. So in the spirit of being a birthday tyrant, I'm making everyone comply and we're doing a Survivor theme today. So if you are not a Survivor fan, we apologize because this episode might be a little bit niche, but we think it'll still be entertaining. So we hope you'll stick around even if you don't watch the show. Yeah. Survivor has been on the air since 2000, and so I feel like pretty much everyone is familiar with the premise. I basically knew it, even though I don't really, I'll admit, I don't Mm -hmm. watch a ton of Survivor, but we'll give a quick background. So the way it works is a group of castaways is left in a remote and usually beautiful location to survive for 39 days. They're divided into two tribes, and then they compete in challenges each week to win immunity. And eventually the tribes merge and it turns into like individual competitions to win individual immunity. Jeff Probst is the host and one of the executive producers. And he's the one who moderates the tribal council each week where they vote off a member every time. And he says the signature line, the tribe has spoken. It's time for you to go. (laughs) Can we talk about how great Jeff Probst is? He's so good. He's the best host. He's the best host. Yeah. No offense to Chris Harrison. Yes. Offense. But like. Offense. Offense. Of all the lazy hosting. Mm-hmm. All the mm-hmm. lazy hosting out there. Exactly. Because like, like, like. Jeff is better than involved. even like Ryan Seacrest, who I would yeah. consider a good host, like a really good host. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. And yeah. who's the guy that does Real Housewives? Andy Cohen. Andy Cohen. Like, you know, like yeah, there's, Andy there's Cohen's iconic... an involved host, yeah. Mm-hmm. But like Jeff, but Jeff, he's also an executive producer, which I think a lot of these hosts are. Yeah, but he's so involved in like the inner workings of the show. I don't know, mm-hmm. and he's a really good mediator. Like he's, he's such actually a, good mediator. a very talented mediator. Yeah, yeah, and he's also really mean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, my favorite mad. part is when he makes commentary on the challenges. Because he usually picks on one person who's doing really badly and he'll just pick on them like, oh, Katie's doing horrible. Katie is absolutely being obliterated this challenge. And it's <laughs> She's just holding like, everyone up. There's no way to come back from this. And yeah, things like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no. So, okay, we should also say there's kind of no way to do this episode without some spoilers. I feel like that's just the nature of Survivor a little bit. It's funny because I think during the COVID era, it's kind of had a resurgence in popularity. I don't know if resurgence, like it's been popular, but I never got into it until this last year when I found the two seasons that are on Netflix. And then just FYI, if you have Hulu plus all of the seasons are on Hulu. I'm not a longtime fan, but I am now a very devoted fan. What I realized is when you watch some of like the all-star seasons and stuff, things just get spoiled because they talk about previous seasons. So we apologize. This will probably have some spoilers. 
if you're a fan, you probably know all this stuff anyway. But Kelly Wigglesworth in the first season when she loses, I think there's a rowing challenge and she was a professional river guide. And I think she loses to Jervis and he can't swim. And Jeff would not stop commenting on like, wow, Kelly lost to a guy who can't even swim. Professional river guide. (laughs) He just like wouldn't (laughs) stop commenting. Yeah. Jeff's mean comments are hilarious. He He definitely doesn't beat around the frustrated and disappointed when people want to go home Mm -hmm. he like really roasts them Mm -hmm. if they quit which i like yeah Yeah. but then he's also tender sometimes when someone's like really injured and they have to go home he's very tender yeah yeah it's a different situation if someone's just being a baby who is the guy that leaves has anyone seen blood versus water that's one of my favorite seasons no i haven't seen that i haven't seen it yet i Mm -mm. think it's Colton he just throws a fit and wants to leave and Jeff was so scathing but then on I think it was second chance there was a guy whose son had like a medical emergency and so the guy had to go home and he was super nice you know if it's a real Mm -hmm. a situation where the person is sad about having to go home he's like very nice about it that's another thing that I would say about Survivor that's different from other reality shows is all of the seasons have these names that are so exciting and they have these (laughs) twists and things and people who watch survivor know the history and like the lore and the Mm -hmm. past characters (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's not like in the bachelor where you're like oh so and so season and you kind of remember it's like heroes versus villains or like these big like (laughs) dramatic things that everyone knows it is different every season Mm -hmm. every season of the bachelor is exactly the same. (laughs) There's never any real twists. And in Survivor, there's a twist or two every time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it is more of a competition. I mean, I guess The Bachelor is too... I don't know why we're like, we've really gone hard on The Bachelor. (laughs) It's the only competition that we know. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I don't know. It's just much more inventive. Another thing I really like about it is if you like strategy, you'll enjoy it. And if you like the personal side... It's a good show to watch, I don't know, in a group because I feel like there's something that can interest everyone in the group. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Mm -hmm. it sparks a lot of discussions. And I would say before I started watching it, I just assumed that the strongest person or the most athletic person would win. Every time, and that's Almost only like a small true. part of yeah. it. Yeah, I thought like, the same thing. I was like, oh, they just vote the weakest person off every time, like the person that's not pulling their mm-hmm. weight. And then I was like, oh, whoa, this is way more strategic than I thought. Almost to the point where I often have to ask Dave, like, what's going on? <laughs> like, why are... What? <laughs> what? Well, it's a show. You guys know me. I never I have a very hard time just sitting and like watching a show without doing something else. Mm-hmm. So this is not a background show that you can just kind of have on like while you're doing dishes or something because you'll miss half of it. So yeah, you have true. to be paying attention. That's the one downside. Um, And we accidentally got our dad into it, which has proven to be, I was going to say a blessing and a curse, but more of a curse. <laughs> a huge mistake. Yeah, it was a mistake. <laughs> He's obsessed and he texts us at all hours of the day and we'll be like, the thing about so-and-so and it'll be like someone from a season I haven't even seen yet or he'll text me and he'll mix up because he texts me and Tess and he'll mix up which seasons <laughs> each of us have seen. So he'll be like, well, so-and-so and I'm like, dad, I just told you I haven't seen this. So then he just <laughs> resorted to putting us both on a group chat and then also texting us individually just to cover all his <laughs> yeah. bases. 
I feel like it's our only chance to communicate mm-hmm. with dad anymore. It's true. That's true. He only yeah. speaks. He only, he only speaks Survivor. He only does. Like when I was visiting home this summer, I was trying to talk to him about, so what do you think about my career future? You know, I was trying to come to him for advice. I thought that he would appreciate <laughs> being like a mentor and a father figure. And he kind of like vacantly <laughs> half answered. And then he was like, so the cool thing about season 23, like he just starts talking about some Survivor season that I hadn't seen. I was so mad. So oh, I know we created a monster. Oh, dad. But there's only so many seasons. And then That's I think true. he's got to burn out eventually. Amount. But it's, it's 40. 40. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah, it's so many. <laughs> he likes to watch. Oh, so here's another thing. If you haven't watched the show, I guess you'd kind of think, oh, I'll just start at the beginning, which you could do that. But not all seasons are created equal. That's something I learned very quickly. Unless you really want to commit to watching 40 seasons, which I don't think anyone does. It's purplerock.com, right? Uh-huh. Purple Rock. Yeah. 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 Yeah, they have a pretty good ranking if you want to start there. And it's spoiler free because mm-hmm. some if you try to Google like best Survivor seasons, mm-hmm. a lot of them will say winner so and so. Yeah. It tells you who won, which why would I be going on a list of the best seasons if I had se- I guess yeah. just to confirm mm-hmm. what I already thought. Exactly. I've accidentally spoiled a few seasons that way just trying to Google information about the people, which really makes me sound <laughs> so pathetic that I'm like googling dad. <laughs> like dad about the people. But like oh, we're so-and-so from or whatever. Yeah, just like dad. And it pulls up winner and it has like a picture and I'm like, dang it. I don't know why I did that. (laughs) So yeah, Purple Rock is a good resource. What are your guys' favorite seasons? Tess, so Luke is really into it, right? Luke is very into it. I would say dad has definitely, Luke was saying, I don't even like Survivor this much. (laughs) Dad's definitely watched more seasons than Luke, I think at this point. But Luke loves it and he's the reason I got into Mm it. I think probably we've watched maybe 10 seasons. Yeah, that's pretty good. Total? I feel like Luke yeah. gets credit because we kind of all got into it like recently and he was into it before any of us were. So yeah, Luke has seen a lot more. He deserves credit. Before I was around. Yeah. So yeah, one of my favorites I already mentioned, I really liked Blood versus Water. Heroes versus Villains, I think it's considered one of the top seasons. What are some of your guys' favorites? I've only watched four seasons, and of the ones I've seen, yeah, Heroes versus Villains was really good. And I also have a soft spot in my heart for season two. I think they were in, like, the Outback. Oh, was that the one with Elizabeth Hasselback? Yeah, it has Elizabeth and Colby. Oh, Colby. And it's heartwarming. I feel like I liked so many of the people on, because some seasons I'm like, I don't actually feel, like, very attached mm-hmm. to anyone, but... That season, I feel like I really liked a lot of the people okay, on there. I need to watch that one. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. My favorites are Kagayan, which I think it was Brains versus Brawn mm-hmm. versus Beauty. And it was like mm-hmm. a hilarious disaster at the beginning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so funny. And then it actually turns into some good serious gameplay yeah. after the merge. So it was a good mix yeah. of mm-hmm. disastrous and funny, but also impressive in the end. Huge twists. So many yeah, twists. That's a really good yeah. Which is what you want. And then I loved Cook Islands for the winner. I won't say who it is. Don't and say. Then- <laughs> I'm watching that one right now. <laughs> and then I love Winners at War, but I would not recommend. I don't know why Luke let me watch that one so early. Because now, now, whenever I see one of the people from Winners at War on another season, I'm like, oh, I think I probably know who wins this season. So don't watch (laughs) that season unless you want to spoil everything. But it's really, really good. It's probably the best one I've seen. 
I've only seen one season all the way through, and it was Kagayan. Oh, yeah. And it's a good it was one. really good. It's really good. I got too impassioned, and I was told that I needed to quiet down. <laughs> Do you remember that test when we were in Alaska? <laughs> yeah, you did need to <laughs> I quiet was down. getting really worked up. You were being too worked up about one of my favorite players. Wait, who? about who? This isn't a spoiler-free episode, we already said. <laughs> it was just when Wu... <gasps> How did it work? It was him and Tony in oh, the final. Like, he got to mm-hmm. choose who went to the final, and he oh. chose Tony. And who was the other yeah. option? He could have picked Cass, and no one oh, would have voted yeah. for no Cass. No one would have yeah. voted for million. It was a huge mistake. I forgot about that. It was he, a big he was mistake. just, like, too dumb, <laughs> and he got tricked by Tony. I love Wu. Yeah, he got but, totally oh, bamboozled. Yeah, he got bamboozled. I love Wu. Tony is one of my favorites, but Grace was being so mean about Tony and Wu. I hated Tony. Tony. And oh, I needed (laughs) we just finished that season, and I we just couldn't stand him. He's (gasps) I love Tony. It was hard for me because it normally, even if it's not my favorite person, I'm like, yeah, they deserve it or whatever. He's just so unlikable to me that I was like, I just don't want him to win. Mm -hmm. Oh, my people, my people play the best game. I mean, I get it, but oh, he was. I feel so validated. I think he's likably unlikable. I find him charming. (laughs) In real life, he might be charming, but on the show, he was such a little weasel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a weasel. He's horrible. He's like too emotional. There's so many things wrong about him. He's kissing the idols. Yeah. Idols. Oh my gosh. He totally did. There's so much to love. Like a rock wrapped in a bandana that was like he was trying to get people to think it was an idol in his pocket or something. Or maybe that was another. He had a bag of tricks. He had a bag of tricks. He had a bag of tricks. (laughs) It usually had at least one idol. And he did lie about one idol. Yeah, he lied that he could. He played a good game. I just he built a spy shack in another season. Yeah, he built a spy nest (laughs) in a tree. I mean, he's really committed. He loves being a spy. He didn't even (laughs) sleep the whole season. So I really respect Tony for his Hmm. insane dedication. That's the one thing about Survivor that's kind of hard for me is it seems like usually in the final there's a likable person and they're usually the runner up. Yeah. Yeah. Which they still get like $100,000 or something. That's true, I guess. That's comforting. I wish the most likable person, not necessarily the most likable, but I wish sometimes someone that wasn't just ruthless was the winner because, yeah. I mean, look at like Richard Hatch and Kelly Wigglesworth. Wait, wait, whoa. What? (laughs) That's literally the first season. (laughs) Oh, are you kidding? (laughs) I haven't seen that one. Oh, well, he's like well known as the first winner of Survivor because he went on to all kinds of notoriety. I think he was under house arrest and like he had all kinds of crimes. Oh, whoa. <laughs> so yeah, he's pretty notorious. Oh. And then there's Kelly, who is pretty likable and really got to know people. Like there's this one challenge where they had to recall personal information about the other people on the island. You know, it'd be like, oh, what's so-and-so's daughter's name? And Richard was like, I have no idea. He's like, I don't care about any of these people. And <laughs> Kelly like knew everything. She's like, I've been listening and getting to know these people the whole time. And I was like, oh, it just makes me mad that he would win Mm -hmm. well that's the thing about survivor that is interesting is that only a third ish of the winners Mm -hmm. are women versus Mm -hmm. two-thirds men but the weird thing is the challenges don't necessarily favor Mm -hmm. men 
like it really just more showcases our own perceptions of who deserves to win maybe mm-hmm. yeah because for it, sure. it really comes down to voting well which one is thing kind of sad in when it's at war i don't think this is a spoiler one of the women on it who i was finding very annoying she went on a big rant about it jeff was very invested and he kept <laughs> egging it on and asking all the women on the jury But it was a fair point. Like, she had become kind of hated in the game for doing way less annoying stuff than either of the two guys that were in her alliance. And it was very obvious. I mean... There was nothing else mm-hmm. distinguishing them. Yeah. She was a more likable person and than them, too. So. They usually pick an athletic guy to be like, he's a huge threat. And people are always trying to <laughs> scheme how they can get them off the show. I've never really seen them be like, oh, she's a huge threat, even though like the challenges really are not super mm-hmm. biased. So like mm-hmm. anyone could yeah, be a that's threat. That's actually true. I yeah. mean, they'll usually keep a woman around if she's good in the challenges towards the beginning. But you're right. They don't usually have a target on their back. Has anyone seen the season with Crazy Brandon? I don't think so. Mm -mm. I wish. (laughs) 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 Yeah, he's just actually insane. And he's on two seasons. And in one of them, there's like this really attractive girl on his tribe and he's trying so hard to get her out because he's having like impure thoughts about her. (laughs) And it's just so so amazing. His phrasing was that he was like, I'm a married man now and (laughs) I'm going to do things I'm not proud of or something like that. But (laughs) it was worse than how I worded it. Well, why do you go on a show where he's going to be around scantily clad women for 39 days? I know. I probably wouldn't do that because I think that's a legitimate reason to not go on Survivor if that's going to be, you know, Mm -hmm. something you're uncomfortable with. But that's so funny. Yeah. Speaking of women, let's move on to like some of our favorite players. I have one that's maybe kind of in that vein. I really liked Monica Culpepper from Blood Versus Water. I don't think everyone liked her. I don't know. She was the runner up, but it was funny because in the final jury, they were like, we just don't know the real Monica. They were just so suspicious of her. And finally, she was like, do none of you know just a kind person? This is me. I'm not hiding anything. They just kept going on and on about like, we just don't know the real Monica. So Dave and I always joke about that. I hate when people say like the real someone is like the mean one. Yeah. She's like, I'm a mom. I'm just like a nice person. I feel like she was really competitive in the challenges. She was strategic. She was firm but kind. I liked her. And I was like, I was kind of sad that she, again, it was another example. I really liked Tyson and he was the winner of that season. So I was happy he won. But I guess I wish she had been on a season with less competitive players because I think she deserved to go further than she did. I also really loved, has anyone seen Redemption Island? Mm -mm. That would be one I would, for all the listeners out there, do not watch Redemption Island. One of the worst seasons. I don't remember how we chose it. It might have just been random. But we somehow ended up on that one. And later I found out it's been rated as one of the worst seasons ever. So I won't go into detail, (laughs) but it was just like a very boring season. But there was this really sweet lady, Julie. And there was this twist on that season where they can sometimes get stuck on Redemption Island. And there was this one poor kid I think his name was Matt who was stuck there like the entire 39 days all alone and he was really religious and would like read his bible and stuff and so it turned into all the people that were there with him they were doing like bible studies 
study together. And then at the end, Julie, it was so sweet. She's like, well, like many Americans, I came on the show because my house is in foreclosure and I was trying to do something drastic to like make life better for my girls. And she was like getting emotional. And then she said, but spending time with Matt has just really helped me see like, I'm going to go home. I'm going to find like a church and I'm just going to find my faith. It was just really sweet. Dave and I were like, oh my gosh, that's so sweet. That's touching. touching. She wasn't really someone who got a lot of spotlight, but I really liked her and I was sad that she didn't get more playing time because of the stupid way that that season was set up. Claire, I don't know most of your favorite <laughs> players. They're very obscure. I like, well, I, tra- I tried <laughs> but to pick I like some them. obscure ones. I didn't want to pick like Boston Rob or something because everyone knows him. <laughs> yeah. Claire, I saw that you had said Tasha oh, is I love one of Tasha. your favorites yeah. from Kagayan. Tasha's She's my cool. favorite. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, she's so great. I've only seen the one season, but that was part of why I got so worked up in that season because I was like, (laughs) no one is talking about how Tasha is the biggest, she should have been considered the biggest threat. She totally should have. Uh Because she came back from such mm-hmm. disadvantage. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And how did she, she get so that? How did she get that far? Strong. Yeah, she's really strong. She yeah. won like every so challenge. Yeah. Her she social so game well. was mm-hmm. really good. Mm-hmm. I thought she was I love Tasha incredible. too. Yeah. I guess I'll spoil this. She comes back on Second Chance. She's on a later season. So you have a second chance to watch her, Grace, if you'd like to. <laughs> she also, one more reason to love her, she owns a Chick-fil-A franchise. I looked her up on I hope it's too. doing I well. Imagined. I mean, what Chick-fil-A <laughs> franchise is not doing well? If Tasha's oh, running yeah. it, it's, it's going to be doing well. Oh, yeah. She's savvy. Yeah. It's thriving. I'm curious what you guys will say, but I have really come around on Parvati. Mm. I mean, I guess she's a good player, but I just don't really... She's so good. She's so good. But the thing is, I have only seen one season of hers, and I know she's on multiple, so I'm curious. Yeah, I've only seen her on Heroes. What she's like on all of them. I just cannot stand that she cozies up to Russell. I know. I spent most of that season hating her guts, but then toward the end, I was like, oh, she's actually like Mm -hmm. really good at this game, and I kind of started liking her more. I don't like her, but I respect her. I've seen her in three seasons. I like her new self a lot more since being a mom. She came on a season like a lot later and she was like, I just can't do this. I'm not my mean flirtatious self anymore. (laughs) So now she's really nice and cool because she has given up her ways. But she was a really good player when she was flirtatious and brutal. Um, Another reason not to watch Redemption Island is Russell comes back and he gets like a rash (gasps) in his armpit. It's really gross. It's blistery and like these red pussy things. And these girls are trying to help him like, oh, no, and looking at it. And I was like, I can't even look at this. I cannot even imagine Mm -mm. the smell and just everything. Don't you think they have to smell so bad? Oh, yeah. I mean, I can't even imagine. And they don't have toothbrushes or anything. I just can't imagine how stinky and the teeth and just everything after 39 days i can't mm-hmm. even imagine mm-hmm. that's part of the test mm-hmm. <laughs> my favorites are well obviously yule but i've mentioned that before i also love Sari. has anyone seen Sari in action i only got to see her on heroes versus villains and she wasn't on there that mm. long so i need to watch yeah. some other seasons with her she's a lot better in other seasons some say she's the best player who's never won Many Whoa, say. Cool. I think she definitely deserved to win. And then Denise. Denise is an obscure one, but she's just a mom and she is very smart and she's actually one of those nice people that 
wins a season. And I was very pleased. Oh, good. Yeah. I like any time a nice person wins. (laughs) I'm happy with those kind of seasons. So what type of challenge do you guys think you would be good at on Survivor? Like we said before, not all of the challenges. That's another thing I appreciate. They're not all necessarily the strongest or the fastest person would win them all. You know, sometimes someone who can hold themselves up on a little pole for a long time or someone who can balance or sometimes it's like a memory thing. So I feel like they do a good job of varying the types of skills you'd need to win a challenge. So let's see, Grace, which types do you think you would win? I feel like they have a lot of ones that involve untying a lot of knots. Mm. And Mm. I love untying knots. (laughs) (laughs) Do you guys remember Maniac McGee? Yes. No. I always think of myself as a maniac McGee. This is a book we used to have. I think he was homeless and he would run and run and run through towns. And then one town had this giant knot and it was like, if you can untie this knot, I don't remember what you'd get, unlimited food or something like that. And anyway, he could do it. I never read it because the premise was too sad for me, like as a kid. That's so um, But that's how I've always thought of myself. So probably the not untying ones. Mm-hmm. And then I also copied Tess's. Oh, yeah. Mine was, well, Claire mentioned it. The one where you're holding yourself on a pole. Or I would say any of the ones that are just sheer pain tolerance. Now, wait. I was talking about the one where you have to hold onto the pole and people from the other team are dragging you oh, off. Oh, that's not the one I was oh. talking about. I would be terrible yeah. at that challenge. Oh, I, I think I'd be good at that one. It's so brutal. Yeah, no, you would be good at that one. That one is the that worst one to, to laugh so hard. Mm-hmm. Grace, it you is. should explain it, it. Explain what it is. So it's a big pole in the ground, and you wrap yourself around it, and then two people from the other team are just through any violent means trying to drag you off the mm-hmm. pole and drag you across a finish line that's like thirty <laughs> like feet away, pulling you by oh, your sand, hair, dragging face your down, face. Yeah, like, yeah, just hurting you so bad. I think I'd be good. I at hate that to would watch that one. Be good at that one. Mm-hmm. I hate to watch that too. No, Tess, you're talking about the kind where there's two poles and you're holding yourself up on little pegs, right? Oh, yes, that one. And then there's also just the one pole where it just has like a tiny little ridge that you can stick your toes into. And people tend to drop off of that one because their toes hurt so bad <laughs> from holding themselves up. So those ones where it's like, how much pain can your toes endure? I really think mm-hmm. I would be good at. Your toes have been through a lot already. <laughs> yeah, so all of my like little we know extremities. They, they're pretty hardy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The only one I've ever watched and said like, oh, I might actually win this one was one where they were like shooting rifles at targets. And oh. I was like, okay, that's the only skill that, that, I have <laughs> that might translate into Survivor. <laughs> I feel like... There aren't many where I'd be like, oh, I'm really good at this because I'm not good at puzzles. Sometimes they'll put the less athletic people at the end when there's the puzzle, but I'm not good at puzzles either, unfortunately. (laughs) I am pretty good at choking down gross food or like swallowing a bug. So I feel like there's been a few, actually Monica Culpepper, I think, won this on Blood versus Water. And then there was the one on Pearl Islands where they had to make like a smoothie of disgusting (laughs) stuff. But I feel like I would do okay on those. That's maybe like one thing I could bring to the table. That is shocking. Why? It boggles my mind. I have a pretty strong stomach. I just can't imagine anyone thinking that they would be good at that. 
I have to turn away. I had to hide my face during the seafood smoothie <laughs> the one. The seafood smoothie food like, was, pr- I mean, that one was probably I worse. was queasy. I was physically ill. I, I could handle could bugs way easier than those smoothies for sure. And back to Jeff being the worst, he was taking like great joy in blending, <laughs> being like a little barista, like blending the little smoothies for everyone. <laughs> Here's an important question. So everyone gets a survivor buff. You know, when they get their tribes, they're like each color. It tells you what tribe you're in. And then when they merge, they get new buffs. So how would you guys wear your buff? You can do like the little tube top thing. That's like what the sexy girls do. You can do just like a headband. You can do it around your neck, just like a bandana. There's a few options. I'm trying Mm -hmm. to think what people do. I think I'd go armband. Mm -hmm. That's what I was going to say. Dave said he'd do an armband. That's a good one. Mm -hmm. I'd probably do it as a headband and then just like pull my hair into a bun because you know after like five days it would just be like a grease ball so it'd just be Mm -hmm. like let's cover up as much as I possibly can (laughs) with this buff (laughs) well now I'm I'm ashamed to say I think I would do the tube top Mm -hmm. option I thought about the tube top I I think that fits you in Well, that's so rude. The nice thing about the tube top <laughs> option is it would just be more like sun coverage. Yeah, yeah. I think it just provides more coverage. Mm-hmm. I'm so worried about their skin. Like, I'm mm-hmm. so concerned about the sun exposure. Like, they're just baking in that sun for 39 mm-hmm. days. It just can't be good for them. What if you fashioned a little, like, bolero Ooh. little jacket out of it? <laughs> yeah, that's a great idea. That could be some good sun coverage. <laughs> for sure. I wish they could give you a buff that was like a rash guard, but it was just the print of the buff. Mm. That would be just like a best case scenario. I wonder if you can like order one of those on Amazon or something. <laughs> Probably. For just for super fans. <laughs> I know you can buy a buff just like as a fan. It's like when people buy the, <laughs> the Olympic merchandise. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the rash guard, though, I would want something with a lot of coverage that was just holding me in if I was going to be like running across mm-hmm. the beach. And, like, That's what I always think, too. I'm like, yeah. why don't you just choose a sports bra instead of yeah. something where yeah. you're just so easily going to fall out <laughs> of that swimsuit? Yeah. It's not like a matter of trying to shame anyone. It's just no, it's like it doesn't practicality. Yeah. For practicality. <laughs> well, it, it seems like some of the ladies are allowed to wear a rash guard. Uh-huh. And I always wonder... Is it not really allowed unless... No. I feel like it's No, everyone has a full outfit Mm -hmm. that they can bring. And And they're allowed to wear it. Yeah, they're allowed Mm -hmm. to wear it. Dawn wore a one-piece swimsuit the whole time. Dawn, the Mormon lady. Yeah, some choose a one-piece. Why would you wear a swimsuit at all? I would always be wearing a rash guard and like a wetsuit or something. (laughs) A wetsuit. You show up in a wetsuit. Good point. Yeah. (laughs) There's skin by the end. It's disgusting. It's terrifying to me. Yeah. And some of them are wearing like just cotton underwear and i'm like this had to be the worst i'm like maybe around camp sometimes if i'm swimming but like to challenges no i'd be wearing like as much clothing as well not as much as (laughs) but like if you're holding onto a pole and people are dragging you through the sand you want coverage to your fingertips that's actually a good point like you would just want the abrasion of the sand i would want one of those you know the swimmer things that the girls in the olympics wear 
that's what I would want to wear. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's why I thought that they maybe said that you have to wear swimsuits is because strategically it doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. That's a good question. Something for the BuzzFeed 10 things you didn't know about survivors. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. If we ever get Jeff on the show. Oh, yeah. If we can get Jeff on the show, for sure. We'll make sure yeah. to ask him about that. Mm-hmm. So what do you guys think you would contribute to your tribe if you were on the show? I honestly would contribute very little. <laughs> 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 I just I know myself I would never it's an honest answer going on to Survivor yeah, but it's true I think I would be the person who's kind of just a peacemaker like not getting into it with anyone mm-hmm. I might make it pretty far because I probably wouldn't get close enough with anyone that I'd be in any alliances and so people would be constantly like trying to get me to vote with them and I'd just kind of be like a floater but I wouldn't win because no one would have any respect for me mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you guys remember Jeffra from Kagayan? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You'd be a Jeffra. She was I would cute be a Jeffra. and like likable, but I kept being like, why is Jeffra still here? Like, yeah. <laughs> what is she like? I think I would stable. contribute slightly more. Like I definitely <laughs> wouldn't want to be the person laying around during the day because that's just, you know. That's a way to get a target mm-hmm. on your back. Too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for and sure. And it's just but, embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I have said this before. I'll say it again. Before I went on, and this is probably not an original thought because Luke said he thought the same thing. So it's obviously <laughs> I didn't invent this. But I feel like I would, as soon as I got approval and they're like, hey, pack your bags, get your passport, you're coming out. I would intensively study how to make fire because mm-hmm. I feel like mm-hmm. that is a skill age ability doesn't matter and I would just really polish that ability because that's a really good way to kind of set yourself apart in the first couple days it's like oh Claire she's a workhorse she knows how to make fire and if you have fire everything is so much better that is such a determiner for the trajectory of your tribe in the first couple days and it's a tiebreaker right Mm -hmm. yeah it is a A tiebreaker I didn't know that like if it's between two people going into the finals they'll do fire instead of Mm. drawing stones I had no idea. Oh, okay. Well, that settles it. Yeah. I think that almost anyone who has watched Survivor has thought I would learn how to make fire because (laughs) no no offense, Claire. And yet I watched a tiebreaker where it took them like 30 minutes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It always takes them so long. So I don't think they do it. I don't think they actually learn it. It's baffling. I think that I would be the leader of one of the losing alliances. I think that I would (laughs) gather the outcasts and I would go out fighting, but I definitely would not win. I would be way too like... People would know exactly what I was up to. I'm very I don't bad you kind of feel like schemes. Tess would maybe get in a lot of fights too? I think I would. Yeah, <laughs> I think I would get in so many fights. I think also would Claire. like me. Yeah. I mean, Claire, that's oh, yeah. obvious though. Yeah, like, it's it a no-brainer for Claire. Get in a lot of fights. <laughs> I think that I would be totally like middle of the pack for most of the show. And so people wouldn't really see me as a threat, but I'd be super excited about doing everything around camp mm-hmm. and also like i'd be fishing and you know i'd be yeah you would fish doing oh, things Grace. like that this would be the perfect time for you to shine you'd be the aussie i would be okay in the group challenges mm-hmm. i think you know mm-hmm. like oh yeah pull my weight mm-hmm. and then i would probably make it to like the top you'd make it to the merge. five you definitely yeah would. yeah based on yeah. them at a certain point 
trying to like vote out threats Mm -hmm. and just ignoring me until they're like, ah, it's time to let her go. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Because there's always a few hangers on where it's like, oh, we'll keep her around because she's not a threat, but she's not a liability either. And yeah, then it would be time for them to jettison Grace. (laughs) I think Grace would be so good at challenges. And I think I would maybe be the worst of all of us at challenges as far as like group. Worse than me? Yeah, I think way worse than you, Anne. I crack under pressure. Tess has more potential to be comically bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the problem is I would volunteer for things and feel like obligated. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> would have way too much confidence. She'd be like, I can be the anchor of like yeah. sort of She'd be relay. like, I can swim. I can be one of the swimmers. And there's like three swimmers. Yeah. <laughs> like, and flailing and like choking like in the water. I would be the Jatia. Jatia with the puzzles. Oh, I'm good no. at puzzles. And it's like, you've never done a puzzle in your life. <laughs> <laughs> Anne would be like a Sandra who just sits out on literally every yeah, Every single time. Yeah. I'd be like, yeah. every other time I'd be sitting out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sandra is the most baffling winner because it's she's like, so she would sit out all the time. But she's yeah. also so like hilarious and she's I find her very so funny and likable. So mm-hmm. I yeah. not likable necessarily in like a friendly way, but just in a, like mm-hmm. you can't help but like her because she's so funny and she calls people out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She loves Outback Steakhouse. Dave and I loved Heroes uh, <laughs> versus Villains when she's like, oh, we love Outback Steakhouse. Their product placement on Survivor is so funny. Yeah. <laughs> on Pearl Islands, when they had, there was a, a reward that involved some kind of car and they're like, the Toyota Seneca or whatever. And like, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> is a Seneca a Toyota? I don't even know. I just made that up. <laughs> no, there I have was no idea. One where it was like, they got a cell phone and it was in the days where like a cell phone that could take pictures was really exciting. And so they were like, Mm -hmm. isn't this so cool that we can take these pictures? And then there were like these crying interviews of, it really matters to me that I can document these memories. (laughs) It's just so (laughs) horrible. Horrible ad. It's never subtle. Okay, so I asked dad for a comment. And we actually were talking about, we're like, we should have gotten dad on for this episode. Probably we would regret it because he would be so <laughs> The world fervent. isn't ready. Yeah, the world isn't <laughs> quite ready. Exactly. But I asked him for ideas. I mean, we talked about some of his favorite players and stuff. He loves Joe. But I said, what do you feel like you contribute to your tribe? And he said, as for what I could bring to my tribe, I think I'd be a low drama ray of sunshine around (laughs) camp. Workhorse, camp cook. Dad would totally be camp cook. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Camp cook. Surprisingly capable for an oldie in challenges (laughs) until my heart palpitations. (laughs) Until my heart palpitations lay me low. Eventually, <laughs> eventually I would get an infected sore and have to go home. <laughs> saving, saving my tribe the heartbreak of voting me off. <laughs> so accurate. Oh, Such an accurate. Oh, the sore. I've never heard anything <laughs> more accurate. Tess has infected feet, but dad... He has so many like gashes and sores mm-hmm. all over his feet and like the all times. <laughs> I've never seen someone who has blood running down their calves more than dad. <laughs> yeah. Stabbing himself on like sticks and stuff on accident. <laughs> it's like, wh- where are these sticks coming from? We don't live in the yeah, woods. Yeah, we don't live in the yeah. woods, but he always hurts his legs. So 
Yeah, he would be like the guy that everyone remembers fondly. And they're like, oh, yeah, Mark. Yeah. He was a good dude. <laughs> and he would make it pretty far because I do think he would shoulder a lot of the work. Oh, he would for sure. Yeah, he totally would. And like happily. The only thing I can imagine mm-hmm. people being like, oh, Mark, he's a morning person. He just needs to like take it down a notch. He'd be so like overly cheerful in the morning and like whistling and stuff. So it would just mm-hmm. be like, come get your rice. <laughs> yeah. Ready? <laughs> oh. Okay, so let us know if any of you are watching this next season, Survivor 41. And just a little plug, I'm copying Anne because she already said this on her Instagram when it was her birthday, but today is my birthday. And if you wanted to give me a great free birthday present, we are currently at 28 ratings on iTunes and I'm turning 33. So if you could get us to 33 ratings by the end of today... That would be so awesome. I have nothing to offer you, but my dearest thanks. You guys are the best. And let's finish with weekly wins. Grace, do you have anything this week? I do. I had the inspection on the house that I'm trying to buy, and everything was okay with that. So I'm moving forward with it. I've been called out by Claire for being, what did you say I was being? Just shady, vague. Shifty. So vague. vague. Any of those, any vague. of all of the above. <laughs> because <laughs> non-committal. Because I keep saying, like, I think it's happening, like things are moving forward. And it's like, I've purchased a house. <laughs> She's moving here in like a week and a half. <laughs> I'll be there three days after this airs, potentially. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm coming to Cleveland. I just don't know how many things can fall apart because I've never bought a house before that I'm hesitant to say, yes, it's happening, mm-hmm. but it's seeming likely. <laughs> I can't remember anything from when we bought our house, so I don't even remember what the process entails. So I've been calling you out, but to be honest, I don't really remember. I'm like, what are the next steps? It's so stressful. Like the mortgage lender just, she'll text me and say, I need this from you. And then I have to do it immediately. And then mm-hmm. that's all I know. It's because the sellers wanted a quick closing, right? Is that why it's so fervent? Why is it so rushed? I put the offer in early September and then they want it closed by the end of September, which is a really quick turnaround. Mm-hmm. And so it's like everything just has to be immediate. So what is your plan for... Is Jet riding in the front of the U-Haul with you? Where is he going to go? Where else can he go? In the back. <laughs> Claire, did you think he was going to go in the back of the U-Haul? I don't know. I don't, I don't know if she was going to like... No, I didn't All know by himself? She was going to send him with someone else or... I don't know. Yeah, if Jet went in the back of the U-Haul, I'd be in the back of the U-Haul. <laughs> which might end up happening because Dad's coming to drive with me, but I think Mom said she's coming too. And I don't know... Oh, my word. Wow. Three of you... <laughs> three of us dog. plus Jet on the bench of a U-Haul doesn't sound quite right. So I might make myself a little nest in the back. Mm-hmm. I love Mom so much and she might edit this out, but... I don't think mom's going to want to do a cross-country drive. She doesn't even like no. to drive down to Me like and mom will fly to Cleveland together while mm-hmm. Grace and dad yeah. drive. I mean, that's a pretty good idea. And then we'll all help you move in. You should text mom and get her on board with that. Mm-hmm. I'll try. This is just going to be such an adventure. It doesn't seem real. I mm-hmm. think I'm a self-sabotager because I'm just like, I can't let myself feel joy about this because it's not real. <laughs> I'm so excited. I can't believe it's really going to happen until Grace is pulling in. (laughs) I told the girls we were going to go play in your yard with Jet all the time. And they're just like so excited. It's going to be so Oh, that sounds so fun. (laughs) They're going to be excited and then they're going to do it once and be like, want to play with their neighbor friends instead. But (laughs) I know that that's a huge possibility. So I'm not going to be 
not going to be hurt by it. Tess, what's your weekly win? Well, oh no, <laughs> I was <laughs> I was laid low by start. illness this week, but I mm-hmm. did have the time to finish season three of Virgin River. And do any of you watch Virgin River? No, no only with none you. of you watch. Vir- what is it actually good? It's amazing from what I saw. There's a doctor. There's a baby. Grace, did you only watch the first season? There's mm-hmm. three seasons yeah. now. So you got to catch up. It's so good. So I finished season three and it's so sad. It's way too real. I was sobbing. Oh, no. Every mm-hmm. episode oh, no. for the last like five what? episodes. <laughs> and it was horrible. Mm. Not going to be watching. It, I'm not it's interested. so good. And it's happy, too. There were some happy tears interspersed, and it's set in a beautiful, peaceful place, and it's just a lighthearted family show. It doesn't sound lighthearted if you were soft. No. You can't see me shaking my head because my camera's off, but <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm It is. My it's head. somehow like so sad and also lighthearted at the same time. Hmm. Well, maybe I'll give it a try. So I have one. It's a little more salacious than Innocent Little Virgin River. Lula Rich. Everyone's talking about it. Amazon Prime. I know I'm not the only one watching it. I couldn't sleep. Let's see, it would have been like last Thursday. And at like two in the morning, Henry woke me up and then I couldn't fall back asleep. And I was like, it's after midnight. I think the LuLaRoe documentary might be on Amazon. (laughs) I went down in the middle of the night and started watching it. I was so excited to watch it. (laughs) That's one of the best worst feelings is waiting for the middle of the night so that a show drops. It's really like me at my most pathetic. And I mean, I wouldn't have stayed up just for that. But I was like, well, since I can't fall asleep and then I ended up falling asleep on the couch. I don't want to like go into detail. I just think the founders have some serious ethical dilemmas at their hands. (laughs) I don't know that I'd say it was a weekly win because it was entertaining, but I walked away just being like, those people are the worst. I was updating Dave and I could tell he was just politely dealing with my (laughs) updates about this clothing company, but I was like, I have to talk about it. So if anyone has watched it and wants to talk about it, I'm game. Okay, well, my weekly win turned into a devastating tragedy, but I still, (laughs) I do want to acknowledge the brief joy that I felt. So (laughs) I have always had the idea that I want to make tiramisu using chicory instead of coffee. It's like a drink that tastes like coffee. Oh, I don't even know what chicory is. Yeah, I've never heard of that. I had it on my Is that what Pero is made out of or is it different than Pero? I don't know. I don't know. It might be the same. But I've never actually like seen it in a store. So I just kind of like had that idea in the back of my mind for like a long time. And then I happened to see a video by a cozy kitchen on Instagram. Do you guys follow her? Mm-mm. I followed her for a while and she makes tiramisu all the time and it looks so good. And so I saw it. She posted it again the other day and I was like, that looks so good. I'm going to see if Walmart happens to have it by now. And they had it online and I have my Walmart Plus free trial that I'm doing. So I got free shipping and I ordered myself some chicory and I finally made tiramisu. And it was so good. Mm. So I definitely would recommend that recipe by A Cozy Kitchen. I mean, it has raw eggs, raw egg yolks, and it has mascarpone, Oh, mm-hmm. which is kind of expensive. So it was kind of like, it was not a cheap dessert. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I was like, that's okay. Like, this might be the only time I ever make it. I'll just enjoy it. <laughs> so <laughs> the night that we were eating it, I like got a bowl of it. 
and Matt had some too. And he was kind of like, oh, there's a lot of cocoa powder on it. And I didn't think he liked it. And so later on, I had a little bit more and I didn't get him any because I didn't think he liked it. And he was like, oh, you didn't get me any? And I was like, I thought you didn't want any. And he's like, no, I wanted some. So he got some for himself. And then the next morning, Matt came in to wake me up. And he was like, ah, I have some bad news. Oh, no. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, oh, no, what? And I thought it was going to be like he got turned down by this fellowship that he wanted. And he was like, is it okay if the tiramisu sat out overnight? Oh, no. And I was like, no. Oh, no. <laughs> and I was like, is this a joke? Because he always is like, I don't know, delivering terrible news. And then actually there's like good news. So I thought maybe this was like one of those situations. But no, it was true. Oh, no. Someone left it out overnight. Someone. I won't say. Won't say who, but it was the last person <laughs> to get it out and have a bowl. So yeah, probably I don't know, three quarters of the pan oh, of no. went oh, to waste. That and is so sad. That is really so, sad. Yeah. I am pretty devastated. Well, at least well, now you cherish know how to make the memories. It. Yeah, cherish, cherish the, the memories. memories. For sure. Think Ma- of it this maybe way. it could be like a once a year treat. A once a year treat. Yeah. And maybe it, yeah. sometimes when I make a whole pan of something. And then, like, I don't have somewhere to take it. It's just like, I'm going to make banana pudding or something. Then I'm sick of the banana pudding by the end of it. So maybe this is like a blessing in disguise because you can think of it fondly instead of overdosing on it. Until next year. Okay, I think that wraps it up for this week. Thanks so much for listening. Be sure to subscribe to our show and visit our website, hopculturepod.com. We'll also be popping up on Instagram throughout the week. So follow Hop Culture Pod for more fun. See you next week.